Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And in the course of doing virtual legality for the past couple of years now, we've covered a lot of stories in video games, software, music, television, movies, etc. And a lot of those stories can be placed into certain thematic buckets. We've covered the bad acts of companies that have potentially tried to squash information that they didn't want to get out there through maybe not abuse, but at least stumbling over the bright line rules of copyright and fair use by using the DMCA to ends to which it was never intended. We've talked about companies that have worked on marketing hype cycles and released games and betas that people really didn't like, that didn't give the gamer or the consumer exactly what they were expecting for the money that they had paid. These bad launches were then often surrounded by bad apologies. We covered companies talking about messaging, trying to communicate with the people that love their games and their products, some to good effect, many, many more to not so good effect. And ultimately, we talked a lot about companies that have, for whatever reason, tried to bend their terms, their service, whatever it is that are their bedrock principles, freedom of speech, the things that they promise to gamers and to their employees and to their contractors in order to make their games, products, and services more attractive to countries like China that maybe don't quite like those freedoms as much as other countries. We've talked about all of those things over the course of two years, but never before have we talked about a company that has been pretty much widely beloved for the products that they have put out there, for the policies that they have had with respect to the sale of those and other products, really take that reputation that had been built up over years, if not decades, if we really think about it, and really burn it to the ground over the course of only a week or two. We haven't talked about a company like that. That is until now, where if you haven't been following the story surrounding the release of Cyberpunk 2077, which again is a full disclaimer, I'm actually enjoying just fine on my Series X, you might have missed some of the videos that we did about this game and this company, CD Projekt and CD Projekt Red, in this space. It was only a week or so ago that we did a video talking about CD Projekt issuing takedowns, making trouble for people on the internet that were releasing screenshots, discussions, spoiler points online of a game that had been properly sold to them through retail channels. It's just that those retailers had sold that game early. We then talked about the fact that Cyberpunk caused CD Projekt and CD Projekt Red to actually issue an apology, non-apology that said, hey, by the way, we know the game doesn't run very well on older systems, the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, but we apologize not just for that performance, but also for hiding the fact that that performance exists at all from journalists, from gamers, by not giving keys to console copies and basically prohibiting all reviewers from even capturing their own video of the PC copies that we allowed to have out there. Our bad. We're sorry. Go ask for a refund. But also, as it's come out over the last couple of days, we're not actually going to facilitate any of those refunds with retailers or Sony or Microsoft. So our apologies there. We then covered just yesterday the emergency investor conference call that came out of that non-apology apology apology, with many more statements made by CD Projekt Red and CD Projekt's joint CEOs that called into question a lot of the decisions 
that the company was making. And really, once you stop trusting at some level the communications that you are receiving from an institution, an entity like this, everything else starts to fall apart. That goodwill that you have built dies pretty fast. But hey, I introed this video by saying we also covered China and companies changing their policies to attract China, to not deal with Chinese threats, Chinese pressure to change the way their services operate, which brings us back to our friend Winnie the Pooh here. On your screen, you see the name of a game, Devotion, and a logo. Now, the, the game logo doesn't actually include Winnie the Pooh, but Winnie the Pooh is an important part of this story. If you haven't been following the release and non-release of this game over the past couple of years. Now, this story does involve CD Projekt Red pretty substantially. And in order to understand it, we have to start with what happened this morning. So this morning, a company by the name of Red Candle Games put out a tweet. Now, Red Candle makes the game Devotion. This is the developers of Devotion. Hello, friends. We want to share with you Red Candle will publish Devotion on December 18th on GOG. The content and the price of the re-release remains the same, 17 bucks. Thank you for your trust and support. We wish you a happy end of the year. And this particular tweet was met with a number of articles that I saw this morning before the rest of this video happened that talked about how substantial, how significant this tweet was. Now understand that, we kind of have to get the full context of what's going on here. So if you aren't familiar with GOG, this is the About Us page for Good Old Games, which is effectively a distribution platform for PC software that's a competitor to places like Steam and the Epic Games Store. It was formed out of a philosophy to not have digital rights management, to issue games in a freer state, and to collect games that maybe people love to play but couldn't otherwise find elsewhere online. They put this together. I have a number of games that I've purchased from Good Old Games, I think primarily older adventure games. It's been a nice service. If you don't know it, though, it is owned by CD Projekt. This isn't actually highlighted very much in their About Us page, but if you go in the bottom corner here, you see part of the CD Projekt group, and you can get this verified on Wikipedia. Wikipedia's entry for CD Projekt says, hey, CD Projekt Red makes The Witcher, makes Cyberpunk 2077. That's their developer. In 2020, they released that Cyberpunk 2077 game, and they also own a video game distribution service, GOG.com, that was established by CD Projekt to help players find old games. Now, this isn't some small two-bit operation. If you look on this Wikipedia page, it's a publicly traded company that was valued in May of this year at $8.1 billion. Now, that number is obviously going to fluctuate depending on various things, like perhaps conference calls that didn't go swimmingly. But overall, it's worth noting that CD Projekt is a billion-dollar corporation, multi-billion-dollar corporation, that is as big or bigger than Ubisoft on any given day when looking at the various market capitalizations of this company. This is not a tiny operation. So when somebody like Red Candle Games comes out and says, hey, we are releasing on GOG, that's a big deal. Now, the cynical-minded among you might say, hey, that's an interesting thing because if this is a big deal, isn't it noteworthy that CD Projekt, which also owns GOG, is doing it in the face of all this negative publicity that, frankly, the company just isn't used to. CD Projekt is a darling. They release good old games without digital rights management. They talk about how much they love gamers. Frankly, they have some snide and snarky and chiding tweets and communications about the way other publishers operate. And now in the face of Cyberpunk 2077, their biggest games ever release, 
They were facing all of this negative publicity and they were getting hit by places all across the internet, places much bigger than virtual legality. So a cynic might suggest that taking a step like this might just be designed to distract a shiny object over here. Hey, don't forget, we at CD Projekt are the good guys. You're giving us all this negative publicity. Some of it's deserved. We will admit to certain things, but we're the good guys. Remember that we're going to release Devotion, even though it's been missing in action for a long time. In fact, Devotion has been missing in action because of China. This was Virtual Legality 28. Look at that logo. I didn't even size the thumbnail correctly. You get that white border uh, around the bottom of this image where I called it Winnie the Pooh Red Candles and Steam's Devotion to China. If we go and we look at a Game Daily Biz article from February of last year, it's entitled Horror Game Devotion Pulled from Steam Amid Controversial Joke About Chinese President Xi Jinping. And I did my best on the pronunciation there. I apologize, as always, in advance. Taiwanese horror game Devotion mysteriously disappeared from Steam on Monday after Chinese nationalists review-bombed the game on Steam. Previously, players found a joke comparing Chinese President Xi Jinping to Winnie the Pooh, which is a political meme censored in China. Earlier today, the game was pulled from Steam. In the game, a poster read Xi Jinping Winnie the Pooh moron. Not subtle political commentary, but effective nonetheless. Referencing a 2017 Chinese meme in which internet users began comparing President Jinping to Winnie the Pooh over the politician's mannerisms. After players stumbled across the joke referencing Jinping and devotion, right-wing Chinese nationalists swarmed the game's Steam recommendations section with negative reviews, then proceeded to do the same with Red Candle Games' other horror title, Detention. In its apology, the studio's co-founders stated that it is in the process of business mediation and asked for patience while the company handles the situation. And indeed, you can still go and look at the Steam page here. It's linked in my video. I believe it might also be linked in the Game Daily Biz article to see what they said as of February of last year. You get all of this acquiescence, all of this apologetic stance from the Red Candle Games team talking about how it was effectively an independent artist that had placed this thing in the game. They didn't mean for it to be there. They were looking at business mediation. You can get certain updates throughout last year, I think ending in about the summer of last year, that said we're still talking to people. But as of right now, Devotion's not available on Steam. Devotion really hasn't been available much of anywhere, which is what led us to what happened today. In early 2019, the indie horror game Devotion, which PC Gamer thought was pretty great, was discovered to contain a reference to Chinese President Xi Jinping. A piece of paper in the game had references to Xi, the word moron, the Disney character Winnie the Pooh, and the latter is a comparison that has been widely used to mock Xi to the extent that China banned an entire Winnie the Pooh movie because of it. Once this was out in the open, things began to go badly wrong for Taiwanese developer Red Candle Games. Chinese players began to review bomb the game en masse, undeterred by the removal of the offending material. Shortly afterward, the game was pulled from Steam by Red Candle itself. This wasn't just a case of an online argument that got out of hand. The game's Chinese publisher, in the event, soon afterwards had its business license revoked, while the Taiwanese publisher, Winking Entertainment, also quietly backed off. Amid fears that the game was being scrubbed out of history, Harvard University stepped in to ensure devotion and the studio's previous game, Detention, were preserved in its East Asia collection. Today, the developer announced it will be re-releasing Devotion via GOG on December 18th. So you now have the context why this is a big deal. 
This is actually CD Projekt and Red Candle standing against what was a significant political event in video games on Steam where Steam backed down. And in my video from last year, you'll see me talk about Valve's intentions towards China and Chinese Steam and what they were trying to do and why this kind of thing might have happened, even though Red Candle was the one responsible for pulling it themselves amidst their own political pressure that they were receiving separate from the platform holder. So this was a big deal today, and it was reported as best I could tell with nothing but positivity and glowing comments towards GOG and indirectly towards CD Projekt, GOG's parent company. But alas, that lasted a very short time because only a couple of hours later, GOG.com put out the following tweet. Earlier today, it was announced that the game devotion is coming to GOG. After receiving many messages from gamers, we have decided not to list the game in our store. Now, that's an unusual message for a number of reasons, not the least of which is it's very short for what was a significant announcement that this was going to be a part of their service. They had a page up on GOG that has since been removed, that this was covered positively all across the internet and now is featured negatively all across that same internet. The Verge, GOG Walks Back, release of controversial horror game devotion. Polygon, censored horror game devotion coming to GOG and I assume it's updated as of now. CD Projekt under fire for dramatic U-turn on Devotion GOG release, Eurogamer.net. Taiwanese horror game Devotion won't be getting a re-release after all. In Gadget, etc., etc., etc. And you can check out any of these articles just by searching for the word Devotion on the News tab. And at the end of the day, what this winds up doing, like everything else that CD Projekt Red has really even attempted this week, is making everything worse. Or as I tweeted out, what if, and I'm just spitballing here, Bob, we start a bigger, larger tire fire? What if we have this fire of Cyberpunk 2077 pretty significant, could really harm us in the long run? What if we did something even more problematic, even bigger, and get more attention drawn to CD Projekt? And frankly, it's somewhat questionable decision-making over at bare minimum the last couple of weeks. But as we looked at the transcript yesterday, really over a longer period of time, than that. So this video serves as something of a public service announcement. If you aren't familiar with the Devotion story, read some of the background here. PC Gamer has a good article. I think the rest of the articles that really talk about what happened today will have other background on Devotion, on Red Candle Games, on what happened, on Winnie the Pooh in general. But from our perspective in virtual legality, where we talk about messaging, business decisions, fiduciary duties, corporate goals, What's important from my perspective is the complete absence of trust that most folks have right now towards CD Projekt, or that they will have if they wind up watching these videos or reading some of the documents and statements that are coming out of that company. This is a company that I have enjoyed, that I have stood behind to the extent that I, as a corporate lawyer, stand behind corporations, which is minimal, but that have liked the products coming out of, have agreed with the decisions that they have made in navigating the video game and other industries, the software distribution industry in general. And I look at the past few weeks, and if I'm an investor, if I'm looking at the company, I look at it and say, I'm not sure right now that the folks that are in charge operationally on an executive basis are really doing the best to maximize the value of my investment dollars in this entity. This is starting to become a situation that keeps snowballing where you start to say, well, there probably needs to be a change somewhere, 
whether that's at GOG, whether that's at CD Projekt Red, whether that's at CD Projekt proper. And until that happens, you're going to continue to have this negativity. Or as the transcript opening statement said yesterday, when describing Cyberpunk 2077, what we did was the wrong approach and against our business philosophy. This caused the loss of gamers' trust and the reputation that we've been building through a big part of our lives. That's why our first steps are solely focused on regaining those two things in fixing Cyberpunk 2077 in this particular context, but really in restoring the loss of trust that we have experienced now over the course of just a blink of an eye, even though we've built this company for two and a half decades on. Because at this point, CD Projekt Red realizes what all of us realize in business and just in life, which is it can take a lifetime to build a reputation, but it can take only moments to burn it completely to the ground. This has been Virtually Gaudi for today. If you enjoyed this video, please like, subscribe, share, tell folks that we are talking about these topics, hopefully bringing them to your attention if you hadn't heard of them before. I think the devotion story is very interesting. I think it's important because this is a game that we really haven't gotten a lot of good information on. And the statements that CD Projekt Red has made with respect to gamers strain credibility. What gamers told them not to release it? It strikes me that China is much more likely to be responsible for what's happening with respect to game, uh, good old games and CD Projekt Red in general. And even if they aren't, the main problem with what has happened over the past week relates specifically to that loss of trust and the fact that people that are listening to them that are reading their statements now can apply that loss of trust to the statements that they are reading. If you like this on YouTube, thank you so much for checking it out. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.